0: Welcome to another episode of Let's Talk About Clutter. I'm your host, Margot Staten. Today's episode is all about overcoming procrastination. Ah, the dreaded P word. A lot of us know we have to declutter. A lot of us know we gotta roll up those sleeves, pencil it in, identify those areas of our home, that we need to make clutter-free, yet we find ourselves being like, oh, I have something else more important to do, or I just don't have the time today, I'll do it next week, and then the week after that, and then the week after that. (laughs) And somehow, you just don't declutter. So procrastination is a real thing. So if you are someone who finds yourself procrastinating to start decluttering, this episode is for you. Recently, I had a client tell me, "Margot, oh my goodness, I was so stressed and overwhelmed and anxious and scared about the thought of decluttering, but when I actually started to do it, I realized I was so silly because it was super duper easy, and that's the truth. So procrastination is the act of delaying or putting off tasks or actions that need to be done. It is incredibly common and many of us struggle with it. We procrastinate because we don't want to do it. We don't know how to do it. Maybe we're overwhelmed. Maybe there are a few time management issues where we really can't find time in our busy schedule to pencil it in. Maybe we're procrastinating because we have a fear of letting go. Maybe you're someone who tends to assign sentimental value to many items in your home. Maybe you're procrastinating because you lack motivation. Or maybe you're a perfectionist, so you need to absorb and learn as much information as possible about how to declutter the right way. Let me break that myth for you. There is no such thing as perfect decluttering. It doesn't exist. So if you are the perfectionist, okay, just start. Just start, create little small goals, tackle one drawer at a time. There is no way to do it wrong. Decluttering is not a once and done approach. There will be some spaces in your home that you declutter multiple times, and that is okay. For some of us, procrastination is actually a personality trait, and we might be chronic procrastinators. So we're not only procrastinating decluttering, but we procrastinate other things in our lives as well. Understanding the root cause of your procrastination, specifically as it applies to clutter, can actually help you address it and overcome it effectively. So today what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna talk about the most common reasons we procrastinate. And of course, I wouldn't leave you hanging, how to overcome it. I'm sure you've probably noticed that procrastinating decluttering your home leads to the clutter growing in magnitude. So it almost leads to a snowball effect where small amounts of clutter gradually accumulate over time Until it gets to the point where it's overwhelming and unmanageable, making you want to procrastinate even more. Clutter also creates mental chaos and stress, affecting our focus, decision-making abilities, and emotional well-being. The more we procrastinate, ladies, the heavier this burden becomes. What I'm really trying to say here is that if you do not overcome procrastination now, what will your home look like a year from now two years from now five years from now clutter will continue to accumulate having a lot of clutter in your home also reduces your productivity it probably is making it very very hard for you to find things so you're wasting a lot of time looking for misplaced item and this will reduce your overall productivity and efficiency next it has a ton of health implications Cluttered spaces can harbor dust, allergens, and even mold, leading to potential health issues like allergies and respiratory problems. Especially if you have folks in the home who suffer from allergies, that is a great reason and motivation to overcome your procrastination and start decluttering. Having clutter in your home negatively impacts you. I want you to take a moment and actually sit with it because if you understand that all of this clutter is impacting you maybe your relationships other members of your home it's causing you stress and anxiety isn't it time to say forget procrastination let me pencil in decluttering thursday at 12 p.m and get started and a great way to think about this is think about a time in your life at home at work with your children where you were procrastinating doing something maybe it was a phone call you had to make or an email you had to send or it doesn't matter what it really is think about that time for a second and how stress and anxiety provoking that was for you until you finally did it and then you felt an incredible sense of relief and maybe even a little bit of laughter because you were procrastinating and you created this whole scenario in your head about just like how terrible it might be. And when you actually did it, you were like, wait a second, that wasn't so bad. Oh my goodness, why didn't I do that earlier? And decluttering is the same exact thing. Once you start, you're like, oh my God, this is so easy. And again, there are things in place where when you're decluttering and you come across an item and you're just not sure about, again, there are strategies in place to kind of work with that item. Maybe put it aside, maybe put it in a maybe box. Maybe it is something that's sentimental. So you just put it in a sentimental box. But the point is there is a solution to every single decluttering hiccup. But 90% of it, is simple and easy. And the impacts, the results, the benefits for you and your family are incredible. And this is also something that I teach in my group coaching program called Clutter Management Academy. Our new cohort will actually start again in September. If anybody is interested in learning more about the three month group coaching program that promises to help you declutter clean, organize, and maintain a space in your home. I will leave a link to the wait list in the description of this podcast. So one of the main reasons that we procrastinate is the feelings of overwhelm. So a lot of clients tell me this, this is how they feel. And it's It's so interesting because to watch the transformation of somebody feeling so overwhelmed when they walk into their space, there's clutter on the kitchen countertops, there's clutter in the entryway, the bathrooms, the bedrooms, the living room, like every room, our kids room, every room has clutter. And there's just so much overwhelm and so many of these negative nerve-wracking feelings that you're just like, yeah, the clutter is bad, but the thought of like figuring out where to start is just so much worse. And that is why we procrastinate. That feeling of overwhelm, right, that causes procrastination, the solution for that is to identify where you should start first. And the best way to figure out where to start first is something I call the decluttering blueprint. And basically what you do is you take five minutes of your time, you walk around your entire space with your phone a pen, paper, whatever, and you write down all of the areas of clutter. Now, some of you might be like, but the entire house has clutter. Okay, that might be true. But you still want to literally list out the entryway, the kitchen, the pantry, the refrigerator, the bathroom, the guest bathroom, the bedroom, the master bedroom, the guest bedroom, this closet, that closet. Don't say everything has clutter, because everything has clutter, that mindset, that thought process is what's causing you to procrastinate in the beginning. Take five minutes of your time, walk around your space, write down all of the areas in your home with clutter, okay? And then you apply something called the decluttering ruler. And you're going to rate every single one of those areas on a scale from one to five, one is like super duper important. This is an area that has clutter that makes your eye twitch. Like it's just, oh my God, needs to go, right? Oftentimes these are your high traffic areas. So you're going to make a list and then you're literally going to put ones next to all of the areas that like you really, really would benefit from seeing clutter-free. And then you can rate the others as two, three, four, five, and five is kind of like, It can or cannot be done. I don't really care. Maybe it's something like a junk drawer. Once you do that, you start with your ones. Doing this decluttering ruler helps you on paper identify all areas of clutter and then prioritize which space you would like to declutter first. That will decrease the feeling of overwhelm. It makes it more organized. And following that, what you're going to do is, let's say you picked your entryway. You can subdivide your entryway into smaller steps. So maybe in your entryway, you have a coat and shoe closet. So that can be one space. Maybe you have a male caddy. So that can be another space. Maybe you have a hall tree. That can be a third space. So the point is to, again, you're going to keep decreasing that feeling of overwhelm by breaking each space up into smaller sections. And then you are going to declutter section by section, piece by piece. And of course you'll have to pencil this into your calendar, (laughs) (laughs) right? Because if it's not penciled in, chances are if you're procrastinating, you're not going to do it. So if you know you know, every Friday, I don't know, from 9 a.m. to 10 a.m., you have some time or from 9 a.m. to 9.30 a.m. or maybe even from just 9 a.m. to 9.15 a.m., you have some time to declutter pencil it in, put a post-it on your fridge, put a reminder in your calendar, set an alarm on Alexa, whatever works for you, commit to decluttering. I promise you that those feelings of overwhelm that you're currently have, they will dissipate, they will go away once you actually start decluttering. I have seen this again and again and again with tons of clients. Next reason that you might be procrastinating is out of attachments. So maybe like I mentioned before you are someone who who has developed emotional attachments to your possessions and this is as a result of many things right which can make it hard to let go of them you might worry that you might declutter an item and then regret getting rid of it maybe you're someone who naturally feels guilty about wasting money on it it makes it very hard for you to let items go and knowing that you are procrastinating decluttering Simple solution, simple, not so simple, right? Simple is simple, but simple does not mean easy. And what I'm here to tell you is that you already spent money on it. That money's gone. It's not coming back. It's just not. My question to you is, how much is it costing you to continue to hold on to these items in your home that you've already spent money on and that you don't use? What is that causing you? Stress, anxiety, you're running out of, Space. You're wasting time looking for things because you have too much stuff. Prioritize yourself. If you wanna sell those items, you can sell those items. If not, donate them, give them away, trash, or recycle. A lot of folks feel better donating items, especially when we have attachments to them as opposed to trashing them. So by all means, if that's what you're comfortable with, if that's what works for you, go for it just keep in mind that when you are donating items regardless of the organization please donate items that are in good condition because if they're not the donation organization is just going to throw them out anyways another big one for why we procrastinate decluttering is the misconception of i don't have enough time that is just not true Yes, you are busy with work, you're busy with family, you're busy with other commitments, and decluttering can feel like one more thing to add to an already existing full plate. But I bet that you can find 60 seconds, five minutes, 10 minutes, 15 minutes each week to declutter. I will take it a step further and say, I bet you can declutter at least one item a day that you can put a bin in your closet and every single time you take out an item that you know you will never wear don't like it doesn't look good on you instead of putting it back in your closet you can throw it in the bin those are just three examples of things that take under 60 seconds there are plenty of things that you can do that don't require a lot of time and get rid of clutter. For 60-second decluttering habits, you can check out last week's podcast. And I go over a ton of different ways that you can declutter if you don't have that much time that take you under 60 seconds. When we also say lack of time, what we're actually saying is, this is not important enough for me to do. Many times, if we evaluate our calendar we'll find that there are certain tasks throughout the day that we're doing that are filler tasks or D tasks meaning they're not important. They do not move the needle forward. So maybe if you can evaluate your schedule, and the best way to do that is literally just sit down and write everything you do from Monday to Sunday, I'm pretty sure that you'll be able to find some time to declutter at least once a week. Another big reason we procrastinate is fear of change. Decluttering can bring about significant changes in your life. And some of us are afraid because it's something that's unknown, because it's something that's incredibly uncomfortable. It's not that we think that having less stuff will make our life worse. It actually will make your lives better. But it's fear of the unknown. Maybe you're someone who has surrounded yourself with all of this clutter where your stuff makes you feel safe and secure and eliminating clutter from your home. You're, you don't know how that's going to make you feel. Maybe you're going to feel unsafe, insecure, right? Maybe it's going to give you stress and anxiety and worry. The point is that we tend to worry and over-dramatize that which we do not know. And we don't know, right? We really have no way of knowing what having a clutter-free home will feel like, will look like. Are we going to regret getting rid of some of those items? Is our mother-in-law going to come over and ask to see that china set that she gifted you seven years ago, right? We don't know. There's all of these things that are uncertainties that make us uncomfortable, So it's that fear of change. But the change is a good change. Change is necessary in order to make our lives better. Here are a few additional tips to help you overcome procrastination. Number one is break it down into smaller tasks. So this is what I talked about earlier where Walk around your space, identify areas in your home that require a little decluttering, and then break apart each area into smaller, more manageable tasks. Next, set goals. So you want to define clear and realistic goals for each decluttering session. Having a clear vision of what you want to accomplish helps maintain focus and motivation. Next, my favorite, and that is to set alarms. If you are somebody who has been procrastinating decluttering your home, setting alarms is your friend. Set an alarm for when to begin decluttering and set another alarm to go off when to stop. So you're gonna set two alarms. This really helps get you up and get it done. And the second alarm really helps because you know that there's an end in sight and you set that end. If all you can do, if all you're comfortable with is 15 minutes, go for it. 30 minutes, go for it. An hour, go for it. But there's a start and there's an end time. Next is just following the four box method. So when you're decluttering, you want to have boxes. Organization's very important, just in general. Whether you're a procrastinator, a perfectionist, a sentimentalist, it doesn't matter. Either one, the four box method is how we organize the decluttering process. And all the four box method is, is you just have four boxes or bags or whatever for items that you're going to donate, sell, trash, and keep. This makes the process very easy, very seamless. I encourage you to go as far as labeling the boxes or the bags. You can literally just take a regular piece of paper and just write sell on it or donate. I would even go as far as saying, if you're somebody who has a difficult time letting go, you might want to invest in a maybe box. A little caution there. Your maybe box should not be like everything that you're trying to declutter. The maybe box is really for things where you're like, in case of emergency, I'm not 100% sure. You put things in the maybe box, you give yourself three months, six months. If you don't use those items within whatever time frame you set, then you get rid of those items. Next, rewards and breaks. Give yourself small rewards or short breaks after completing decluttering sessions. This is positive reinforcement at its best. If you celebrate your wins, if you give yourself breaks, if you celebrate your accomplishments, right? If you turn decluttering into a positive experience, you are going to be more likely to want to continue to declutter other areas of your home. The next thing is don't do it alone. If you can engage other members of your household, your family, your partner, your kids, your roommate, it is so much more fun and more productive and we stay more committed when we do it with other people. Accountability partners, by the way, are fantastic for this. An accountability partner can be a friend, it can be a family member you can hire a professional organizer like me (laughs) to hold you accountable and provide support you can also by the way i have a free facebook group it's called declutter your life and you can find an accountability partner there as well there are women just like you on their decluttering and home organization journey but having somebody with you right having somebody to motivate you to bounce ideas off of to keep you accountable will help overcome procrastination. Remember that achieving a clutter-free home is a process. This is not something that's going to take you a day, a week, a month. Again, depending on how much time you can dedicate to decluttering, depending on how much clutter you have in your home, it could take you a year, it could take you two years, it could take you three years. The you three years from now is going to thank the you today for overcoming procrastination, and for starting. I actually really urge you, so let's, let's do a little fun game. I urge you, while you're listening to this podcast, or right after, I urge you to declutter one item. Walk into your kitchen, your kid's room, your bedroom, you know, your bookshelf, and just pick one item to declutter. It should be a very easy item. This shouldn't be like, is sentimental do i keep it do i don't know it should be trash or donation right let's keep it very simple get rid of one item just one item if you want try getting rid of one item a day for seven days this is just to get yourself started i find that that works if like you're really somebody who's resisting right procrastination you are the procrastinator procrastination is alive and well and present Sometimes it helps to just do a little mini activity where you're not penciling anything in, you're not assessing what room to start in yet, that will come, but maybe let's have a small win for you. And a great small win is declutter one item right now, or if you want to take it up a notch, declutter one item for seven days and see how you feel. And my hope is that you're going to feel good, you're going to want to do more of it. All right. So that is it. Um, I hope that you enjoyed this episode. Thank you so much for listening. I really hope that it inspired you to overcome procrastination and just rip the bandaid off. Just get started. As always, good luck on your decluttering journey and remember to be good to yourselves.